0: ascended from heaven he came and he rolled back the stone on the door and he sat on it his countenance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow and the guards shook with fear and became like dead men but the angel answered and said to the women do not be afraid for i know that you seek jesus who was crucified he is not here he is risen and he said come and see right there well it was up was up there the title of the message come and see and then they said and then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead indeed he is going before you into Galilee there you will see him behold I have told you so the title of the message this morning is from those, from those from that verse come and see and go and tell come and see and go and tell this month we're kind of focusing on not kind of we are focusing on missions and being sent so we're looking at
1: evangelism,
0: missions, and, and um, we're taking a uh, quick look at it from the adult standpoint, not just the kid's standpoint, right? So, in Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 51, I'm not going to read all of it, but but just think about this story. While they were still, they were in the, in, the, in the room and they were discussing what was going on, they heard the woman's story who said, they, they have, um, Jesus has risen from the dead. We saw him at the, at the tomb. And then Peter's story. And then the disciples from the road to Emmaus came and told their story. And then suddenly Jesus appeared right before their eyes. And they were startled. They were terrified. They were convinced they were seeing a ghost. Standing there among them, but he said, Be at peace. I am the living God. Don't be afraid. Why are you so frightened? Don't let doubt enter your hearts. See my pierced hands and feet. See for yourselves. It is I, standing here alive. Touch me and know that my wounds are real. A spirit doesn't have a body of flesh and bone as you see I have. Then he showed them his pierced hands and feet and let them touch his wounds. And the disciples were ecstatic. Yet they were dumbfounded and said they were fully unable to comprehend what was going on. Knowing that they were still wondering, he said, Here I am. Let me show you. Give me something to eat. And they handed him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and they watched him eat. And then he said to them, Don't you remember the words I spoke to you when I was still with you? I told you that I would fulfill everything written about me, including all the prophecies from the laws of Moses through the psalms and the writings of the prophets and then verse 45 it says he supernaturally unlocked their understanding to receive the revelation of scripture wow and so <clears throat> this that, 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 that day there was a lot of confusion going on a lot of wondering a lot of um, unknown stuff and <clears throat> Jesus came in their midst and he stood there and he told them be at peace be at peace and he shared with them the the unfolding of scripture he shared with them uh... what was going to happen about the the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the coming of the gift of the spirit and the spread of the gospel so then there's this last four verses of the chapter that I want to focus on for a moment first one is they were given Biblical truth. It was that he said in verse forty-six: everything that happened has happened fulfills what the Scripture prophesied of me. Christ was destined to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. We have this bedrock of truth that Jesus died and rose again. And then the assignment, evangelistic assignment, in verse forty-seven, and so that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in my name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And then a divine commission in 48. And you are witnesses of these things. And then in verse 49, and in filling with power, behold, I send you the promise of my Father, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. I want to really focus on the fourth one over the last two weeks there's a phrase that's been in my spirit every day and I've just been meditating on it and I want to share some things about that it says in this fourth one I want you to do something first for me I want you to imagine something close your eyes and just imagine now imagine this scene for a moment you were there in the garden when he was crucified You saw him die. And then you witnessed his resurrection. You saw him time after time. He ate with you. He cooked for you. He brought fish to the sea and fed you. He talked with you about the kingdom over and over. And time went by. And now it's 40 days since he rose from the dead. And he's standing right here in front of you and he says to you wait in the city of Jerusalem and then he's taken up into heaven he says wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high what did that mean? They're the last words that he spoke to us but what did it mean? Well, we are to be clothed with power how is that to happen? what kind of power is it? Didn't he say it was power from on high, from the very power of heaven? Hmm. What would it look like? How would we know when we are filled with his power? How much power is he giving us? You know, all these questions are going through your mind. And, and you're supposed to wait in the city of Jerusalem until he gives us the promise of the Father. Hmm. Acts chapter 1 in, the, in a similar verse he tells us why he's giving us the power he said in eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you for you shall be witnesses to me in Walworth in Walworth County in Wisconsin in the US and far beyond well it really says Jerusalem and Samaria and Judea but I want to bring it to you wow and then I remembered back in Luke chapter 10 He said, Now you understand that I imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom, and you will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power that Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. Now the Greek word in that verse is exousia. That's the Greek word that is translated power in the King James and authority in the New King James. And it means permissible, allowed, authority, right, liberty, power to do something, ability. It's power to do something. Power of rule, it said, is one definition. I looked at probably 20 different Greek dictionaries to get a meaning of this word. Uh, I feel like it. One of the dictionaries said, it's warlike power, meaning force over the whole host of Satan. Wow, that was pretty good. I like that one. So in answer to the question, how much power? I can tell you the answer. More power than you'll ever need to meet any challenge, any difficulty. Hmm. Romans fifteen nineteen says, through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, So that from Jerusalem around about the Lyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Jesus. And then Ephesians 3.20 says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Think about that. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will undo them all, for His miraculous power works in you. His miraculous power works in you. The phrase that's really struck in my heart for the last two weeks is filled with power. God wants us to be filled with power. He sent the Holy Spirit so that we would be filled with power. There's uh, somewhere around 350 references to the Spirit. And his work in us, and his work to accomplish God's will in the earth. I looked up the power of God because when you read in the scripture, you can read the Holy Spirit, or you can read just Spirit, or sometimes you can read power and it refers to Spirit. I looked up the power of God, and it, it, there are so many references, so many places. It's strong, it's glorious, it's mighty, it's everlasting, it's effectual, it's irresistible, it's incomprehensible. It's incomparable, it's unsearchable, it's incomprehensible. All things are possible. There's nothing too hard for the power of God. He can save by many or by few. He is the source of all strength. Hmm. His power wow we're upheld by it we're strengthened by it we're enabled to speak the truth by his power we're helped in prayer by his power we abound in hope by his power we are qualified as ministers of God by his power God is almighty and all other power is derived from him and is subject to him much of what the Bible says is summed up in this verse I like this verse in First Chronicles 11 and 12 it says thine O Lord is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and earth is yours yours is the kingdom O Lord you rule over all in your hand are power and might in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all I like Ephesians One nineteen, He said, I pray that you continually, will continually experience the immeasurable power and greatness of God. The immeasurable, let me read that again. The immeasurable greatness of God's power. I'm trying to read one translation and quote a different one. It doesn't work. (laughs) God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of the immense power as it works in and through you. This is the mighty power of God. Do you know that God's power is unmeasurable? It is so vast, so great, so awesome. Hmm. His power. I, I I just have been captivated by that phrase, filled with power. Are you filled with power today? Think about it. Are you filled with power today? Well, I asked the question to myself. I thought, well, I think I'm filled with power. But the way you know you'd be filled with power is that it would do something. Right? If you just are filled with power and there's nothing happening, then there's not really maybe any power there. Power is there to be used. Power is there to be expressed, to be experienced. lord i want to be filled with power i want to be filled with your power i want to be filled with your spirit hmm. i want to have power to be your witness i want to have power to endure suffering i want to have power to face weaknesses i like this verse in second corinthians 4 7 it says and it's not on there we are like common jars of clay are you a common jar of clay I'm looking around and I see a whole bunch of common jars of clay. It says, That carry the glorious treasure within. So the immeasurable power, the immeasurable power will be seen as God's and not ours. I'm a jar of clay, but I have immeasurable power. Do you have immeasurable power? Yes. Hmm. You have power in God. A power. His power fills you. It floods your soul. It floods everything in you. But it's there for a purpose. It's not there just to sit and say, Oh, I've got some power, but I'm not using it. It's there to be used, to be expressed, to be... When I thought about... I thought, about, you know, I'd go through the book of Acts and I'd read places where his power was. And Just a few days after the, whole, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit in chapter 2... You read the first expressed, the first recorded instance of someone expressing that power in Acts chapter 3, verse 6. It says, well, Peter and John are going to go to the temple that day. And as they go to the temple, they have to go through the gate, beautiful, to get to the temple. And when they get through the gate, they see there's a man, a lame man sitting there begging money. Because he's been lame all of his life. And he just sits there every day and gets money and Peter looks at him and he thinks hmm I don't have any money so he says silver and gold I do not have in verse 6 but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus of Nazareth rise up and walk and you know what happens power is expressed power is expressed because the man jumps up leaps and walks and praises God right there, verse 8, right there. That power was used. And Peter, he saw everybody around was in awe and wonder because they knew this man. He'd been there for years every day. And verse 12, he says, the crowd was surrounding him and Peter said to them, all people of Israel, listen to me. Why are you so amazed by the ceiling? Why do you stare at us? We didn't make this crippled man walk by our own power or authority. It was by the power of God. Verse 16 says that. Faith in Jesus' name has healed this man standing before you. It is the faith that comes through believing in Jesus' name that has made this crippled man walk in front of your eyes. That power was expressed. And so, all through the book of Acts, I mean, there must have been 25 or 30 references to the to the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts and I looked at some of them I looked at all of them but I wrote down a few of them and, and he, he was displaying his glory he was changing lives he was equipping believers in 430 and 31 it says by stretching forth your hand to heal by signs and wonders may be done in the name of the Holy Child Jesus and they prayed and, they, and the place was shaken where they were all assembled together and they were filled with the Holy Spirit They were filled and spoke the word of God with boldness. In chapter 5, verse 32, And we are witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Chapter 8, it says, Now they came up out of the water, and the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. In chapter 9, it says then the churches throughout judea samaria galilee had peace and were edified walking in the fear of the lord and the comfort of the holy spirit they were multiplied first chapter this is a key verse chapter 10 verse 38 It says how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for god was with him Chapter 13, verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I like the the story in Acts 16. That's the story of the Philippian jailer. He's guarding Paul and Silas in prison. And they're singing. And there's an earthquake that comes. The power of God descends on the prison, shakes everybody free. But not free to run away, to escape. Free to be an opportunity to be a witness for God. To share with that man exactly what God was doing. And the man became a Christian because of it. His whole family accepted Christ. It was exciting. God's Spirit was moving continuously in that book of Acts. It really should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit, not the Acts of the Apostles. Because it was the Holy Spirit who was in, in the back of, in the power of every story, every miracle. He was there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 Paul says my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God wow your faith should be in the power of God his power is unstoppable he sang this morning it's unstoppable his power is unstoppable his that's what I want I want to be filled with his power and I want every one of you to be filled with his power I want you to be filled with his power not so you can keep it but so you can share it so you can demonstrate his power to those around you his healing, his strength, his deliverance his freedom, his power everywhere you go do you know every place you go whether it's a grocery store or the gas station or the mini mall every place you go you are a clay jar filled with his power every place you go and you're filled for the purpose of sharing you're filled for the purpose of touching other people with his power I I thought about it, I thought well God you got so much power you could just do all the things. You could just whatever you want, you can just do whatever you want. You got all the power. But God said, "I'm going to fill you with power and I'm going to make you my witnesses." I'm participating with God in seeing people's lives changed. I'm participating with him. He's not doing it alone. Very rarely does God s- step in and change something without our participation. Very rarely does he do something without our participation. All through the Old Testament, all through the New Testament, and even into today. He uses us to be co-laborers with him. He's given us his power. An unbelievable amount of power more than you can comprehend. And he's given it so that we could participate with him in the transformation of people's lives. That's exciting. It's really exciting to know that God values you and me enough to say, here I'm going to fill you with this power. And this power is beyond anything you can believe and you can imagine that you could dream about. This power is... It's, it's, yeah, it's just lots of power. And it is therefore your use as you share the gospel, as you share. <clears throat> Charles, I mean, not Charles, C.S. Lewis said this. He said, it's important, far more important than any other dividing issue in the Christian world is the one that stands between people who believe in the supernatural and people who do not. To us it must be clear that we shall get nowhere unless we have been clothed with power from on high. Expecting the supernatural deeds of the Spirit of God. Wow. Wow. God's power is for you. His power is for you. He wants you to be clothed with His power. He wants you to be full of His Spirit. He wants to move through you to touch the world. He wants to move through me. Hmm. The book of Acts tells all the stories of the Holy Spirit moving and using people but the end of the book of Acts doesn't end like a normal book it ends kind of open ended it's like to be continued and his continuation of his story is in your life and in mine he's writing it he's continuing to write it through us changing people's lives making a difference in the world, becoming co-authors co-laborers with God He's calling you and me to do that. He's calling you and me to step in with Him and change people's lives. Are you ready? Are you ready? This week, are you ready? Tomorrow, today, are you ready? God wants to use you, and He wants to use me to change the world let's stand Father I I just am in awe of your power and that you chose to give us your power to fill us with your power because you wanted us to participate with you to be be ambassadors for Christ. Be those who would share the good news of Jesus with our neighbors, our friends, and, our, and the strangers we meet every day. To share that good news with them of Jesus and of his love for them. I thank you, Father, that you will use each one of us who is willing to be used. As we commit ourselves to you, Lord, we say, Lord, here I am. Whatever it takes, whatever you want to do, use me. Use me, Lord. I want to be... I want to be exactly... I just want to be on fire for you, Lord. I just want to be used of you. Lord, that's our prayer. We want to be used of you. We want to see your kingdom expand. We want to see this county saved. We want to see this state come to know Jesus. Use us, Lord. Make a commitment in your heart this morning. Say, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. It's not my power. I'm just a clay jar so that the excellency might be of the power of God. Let your power shine through us to change the world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There will be people up here to pray with you. If you want to see your life filled more full of his power, come up and have somebody pray with you. Otherwise, put your hand in your heart this morning. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance upon you, and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.